welcome to the Shooting the Cube podcast presented by Heath Riles Barbecue with tips, tricks, and an inside look with some of the top pit masters in the game. Now here's your host, Heath Riles. Welcome back everybody on today's episode of Shooting the Cube. Of course, we're joined by my lovely wife, Candice, and we've got a special guest coming up. But first, let's talk about this championship game over the weekend and all the drama. Not really drama, drama. but just everything up in the air with uh, the Chiefs and the Niners and Taylor Swift and the Kelsey boys, as we would say. It was a fun weekend at home this weekend, wasn't it? It was. It was. <laughs> I don't know a lot about the football part, but I've been following the Taylor Swift part of it. Well, I mean, I know that's like your BFF. I wouldn't take it that far. I'm joking with that. <laughs> I don't particularly listen to her music, but I don't have an issue with her music. But I think she's a very smart woman. She makes good decisions. Oh, she makes great business decisions. I've yeah. got to give her that, reading into her background more. And, you know, her writing her own music and royalties and all that. I mean, you got to say she's an original. He might end up with a song written after him. I mean, a lot of them have. I mean, there's no... No wrong. I bet there's plenty of them that could write a song about him. I mean, <laughs> Maybe, but they're not Taylor Swift. I mean, the memes that was first coming out at first when they first started dating was really good. They're like, "Who is Taylor Swift?" and all that. That was pretty funny. I like all the like all the shirts that you see now, like on the little boutique sites, which you may not see, but it's like, I want Taylor Swift's boyfriend to win the Super Bowl, and like that's what the shirt says. Like it doesn't say anything. It's just like. This is who I want to win, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, to win it all. Well, that's just so crazy. <laughs> it's what it is, though. I mean, I know. But it just goes to show you when when two different worlds collide. I mean, with us kind of doing social media and, and doing everything that we do, and we were just having a conversation a while ago about how much money she's kind of uplifted the Chiefs and everything else. What, what would you say the tune was? 330 Supposedly plus? what it said online was like 331 I want to say it was billion, but maybe it was million. I, I don't know. But still, I mean, I don't know if that's like a for real number, but that's what was posted. Well, if she on happens to platforms, if she happens to listen to this podcast, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Taylor, we can, we can, we'd love to get you on. We'd love, you know, get to, you a chicken wing to, and yeah, a bite get of you our a chili. chicken wing, a rib, whatever you would like. <laughs> and hell, you can even bring that football player with you too. That's cool. I mean, it ain't no problem. Uh, no, all jokes aside, you know, talking about about cooking and about wings. What about these wings I cooked not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, these glazed barbecue chicken wings? I mean, all your wings are always good. I feel like you always, I mean, I think we both like flats more than we do drummies. Well, so. drummies are for dummies. <laughs> no, I, but what'd you cook the wings on? I cooked them on the Weber. I feel like most of the time you cook wings, you do them on... Well, you may not always start them on, like, charcoal, like, fast, hot cooking, but you always finish them that way. I usually least. do. I'm a, I'm more of a of a charred wing person. Yeah. If Don't get me wrong. I love a good fried chicken wing. Yeah. But smoking a wing and then either, A, just deep frying it to get a little bit of crisp skin, or I prefer the whole charring it up kind of route and then saucing it or saucing it and putting a little bit of char on it. I like saucing I just, and I, char. I like my wings like that, a little bit of char. I think you like your wings a little sweeter than I like mine, though. It kind of depends on what I'm going for. I feel like you're always going for sweeter. Well, I don't <laughs> like nothing that's going to burn me up hot at all. Um, I've just gotten maybe where I can't handle that. Um, 
as I've gotten older, um, I love the jalapeno pop from my rub and stuff like that, and I love that. But I don't, I don't particularly care. That's why I made the glazes that we made with the habanero mash in it. You know, in my opinion, about a four or a five. I did not make them very spicy at all because I'm not a huge spicy person. I feel like it's hard to find a good wing. I mean, it is at a restaurant. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, if you had to have a wing from a restaurant, where would you pick? I mean, if I could only choose one wing from any restaurant, that's, would you mean like local restaurant or would you mean like chain restaurant? Because we're talking about two different things there. Chain, Both. Chain restaurant. Know. I mean, you know what I'm probably going to say. I got to go with Hooters. Yeah. And I, I'm a Hooters wing fan. I'm I a like Hooters buffalo shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> I was going to say the buffalo shrimp. I mean, but I, I'm a huge, I love Hooters wings. I mean, when you, it's not like it used to be back in the day at Hooters. Where they actually had Hooters. And we're talking about chicken wings. wings. I mean, well, and good wings. But I mean, what I mean by that is the food to me was better a long time ago. And you do find the Hooters. We were at that one. Where were we out of town at? We were in Georgia. We were in Georgia and we went to the one in Georgia. And that was a great Hooters. The food was spot on the money. But we've been to some Hooters, you know, and they're just not that good. They're not. I feel like, unfortunately, some of our local Hooters are not as good as they once were. Yeah. I mean, now all the. All the waitresses are friends. They're not waitresses. They're professionals out there now. <laughs> knew a lot of those girls back in the day, uh, for sure. Hey, but after the wings, we done the chili. Yeah. And that chili, the game day chili that we did, uh, you know, it couldn't have hit more perfect. We filmed it, and then all the snow and ice kind of hit here. Here, yeah. And so <laughs> we sold out of the chili seasoning pretty quick on the website of Matt Pittman's Chili Seasoning. Um and I think it didn't help that I think Matt dropped a video the same day that we did with his chili seasoning. Um, but And it was just cold. The weather played a good factor. But that chili was really good. Yeah, I um, feel like you always hear lately you put W sauce in chili recipes too. I love the I love the W sauce. I think I, you did fire shower in that one though. Yeah, I did. It's The depth of flavor is just, it brings another level that no other Worcestershire sauces can bring. And you actually put beans in this chili. Well, which you normally complain about. I don't normally complain about. Oh, I, yes, you I do. I do feel like that beans can go in a chili, but only like depending on how big of a batch, maybe one can or two cans. You sometimes get a little wild if you make chili, and I've seen you put four cans in it, and that's too many, too many beans. Period. I mean, I, I like meaty chili. I mean, meaty chili. I just feel like chili without beans is just like hot dog chili. Like, that's not chili. It's just no, hot dog There chili. is a huge difference because not hot dog me. chili, people take your Has ground. No beans. You take regular ground beef. You don't take chili grind, and there is a difference in chili grind. It's usually have a has a bigger head on the grinder and comes and out probably. And that's what you used for this yeah, chili. Yeah, about as big as my pinky finger the yeah, grind it's like is. It's not batter. real fine. And, and it's real coarse grind, yeah. I guess. And you take. Chili that is made for hot dogs or hot dog chili, whatever you want to call it. And it's usually mixed with water and tomato sauce and minced down really fine. Yeah, do your research yeah. on that. And and so that's the like way beans. they cook it. It's not really cooked first and browned and then the liquid added to it. Uh, a little bit different. I like chunks of meat in mine too besides ground meat too. Well, like some of my brisket chilies. or something like Brisket that. or beef tips, uh, shoulder meat. Any kind of roast at the store depends on what's on sale. I mean, honestly, I mean I've put cut up ribeye in there before. 
just, just whatever I could get, trimmings out of the yeah. freezer that we've saved. I mean, just to use, whatever. But that chili was really good. Matter of fact, it may be time for another pot, but I honestly think we're going to cook some uh, red beans and rice coming up. You've been talking about that for a while. You haven't done it yet. but I know. I even bought a new burner. Uh, and we, we may film a red beans and rice video uh, coming up real soon. It, it's, I need to do something. That or I need to film my, my boudin balls that we've been cooking at home. Hey, I love those pepper jack stuff boudin balls. They're hard to beat. I'm just not a big sausage fan. <laughs> that sounds weird to say, but I'm not a sausage fan. Well, I mean, well, you're not a, I, a I breakfast sausage person or well, Italian like, sausage. Yeah, or I don't like, like even at Italian dishes, like for example, I don't like like Italian sausage meatballs. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan. Traditional Southern girl. You like hamburger meat and your spaghetti. Yeah. We had this conversation much. the other day, matter of fact. Yeah, we were talking about all that the other night when we had we had spaghetti. So I'm wondering how many people out there put just ground beef in their spaghetti versus people who put ground beef and like Italian sausage or any of that sausage in their spaghetti because there's a lot of people that do that. Oh, I'm sure a lot. I'm sure. I mean, I, we're just not one of them in the South here. Yeah, I just spaghetti here has always been ground beef. I feel like it has for me. Well, too. and sausage, I guess, but like I said, I'm just not it's just not my thing. Yeah. So after the chili, I cooked that championship pulled pork. And I will tell you, using the brown sugar habanero glaze in the wrap with that and the vinegar sauce, I thought I thought that it just it was incredible once everything was mashed up and kind of rested and everything else. It had a great flavor to it. It really didn't even need any barbecue sauce, in my opinion. Um, now, we didn't make any nachos out of this this time, but um, it would have been great on some nachos. You cooked that on the Traeger, right? Yeah. And I've still got a little that left that I actually vacuum sealed and put in the freezer. And um, I think I'm going to cook some Brunswick stew with some of that coming up. Can you tell a big difference? Like, I feel like we talked about this before, but when you cook pork on the, like the Traeger versus an outlaw, you can tell a taste difference. I mean, what about texture difference even? Yeah, it depends on how hot it was cooked and everything else. But I mean, you can tell a difference, but after it's rested and kind of warmed back up and something like that, it's not going to make a huge difference. Um, to me, the outlaw, the stick burner, of course, is going to have a little more wood, you know, deeper wood flavor. Yeah. You know, instead of the pellets, but it's hard not to go out there and turn on that pellet grill and uh, and just let it eat and uh, cook you a low and slow bud overnight or or whatever, and not sit there and feed sticks. And that, you know, to me, that I'm not going to call that lazy man cooking, but it makes it so easy, especially if you're trying to create other dishes and you're on a time schedule and all that. So in the video, you talked about the money muscle. Why why is that one of the best parts of the meat, in your opinion? And why is that so big in, like, competition barbecue, do you feel like? Well, I don't remember what year it really changed over of people kind of putting money muscle in the I box. Remember. I mean, but back before you were cooking with me, when we were just putting tubes and shreds yeah. and pools, we didn't do any kind of money muscle. And then I kind of had to learn through all that, you know. And uh, it was interesting, but just all the intermuscular, fat and tissues that run together 
And uh, you've heard me talk to plenty of the judges about the natural breaking points in it, you know, after it's rendered properly and I've all that. I've seen it, not just talked about uh, it. Yeah, and it, it's it's just an incredible different texture, a little bit more softer texture, uh, a little bit more velvety feel because of all the fat strands in it. And when it's rendered correctly, it's just... It's almost like a great. tenderloin type, kind of, sort of, Kind of, sort of, depends on how tender you get it versus yeah. not. I mean, but yeah, I do kind of see what you're saying, but comparable, but not. I guess comparable, but not. <laughs> I, I guess don't know in a how sense, to describe it that. It depends on the, the if you know, because if you overcook it, it's going to crumble. Right. right? Me but if you, you undercook it, like what you're talking about, yeah, it'll slice just like that tenderloin and eat just fine. You know, but the key thing is, it's a very fine line of rendering that fat vein kind of. It's a fat pocket that hides behind where it kind of separates away, and if you don't render that properly, it just doesn't seem to turn out right. And correct me if I'm wrong, there were people out there doing that before it was a thing. <laughs> well, Old there, there were some people. Um, I'm pretty sure they were. Uh, like, I don't mean that in a bad way. No. I just meant like they knew about it and that's what they were. They had advanced in it and kind of found the method. Right. Uh, yeah. And I don't really remember who kind of, I don't I couldn't tell you who really started that. And oh, it. I don't know that either. I mean, there's so many people. I've seen people take the tops of butts and kind of cut and checkerboard pattern and go in the box and pork pulls. You've seen all that, and it's, you know, I, wild I get and crazy. carried away in trying to look at some of those pork boxes. I, well, what's your favorite football food? You know, football food. Big game's coming up. What's your favorite appetizer or food for I you? I mean, to I like eat? dips, different kinds of dips, I feel like. Or cheese, like some kind of sausage and cheese. But I know I said I don't like sausage, so I'm really particular about the sausage. I'll eat like a sausage if it has like seasoning and is cooked. Like I don't like it chewy and weird. But like, yeah, if you go to a restaurant and get a sausage and cheese plate, normally I can tolerate that sausage. But no, I like dips. I feel like that's a good like game day thing because they're so many that you can pick from i've actually been working on a new queso recipe oh gosh i have i'm gonna cook it coming up uh but i'm gonna use some chorizo in it i know you're not nope. a huge fan of chorizo I'm out. but i want something a little spicy and so, so put some jalapenos in it i'm gonna put jalapenos <laughs> in it this is gonna be one of those butt burners it's gonna be good <laughs> but it's gonna be good and what do you mean by that no, well <laughs> catch about 12 hours later catch me outside you know what i'm saying <laughs> One of those kinds. Oh, well, look, gosh. everything um, you know going on. I know for the for the for the Super Bowl, we're going to be uh, cooking some foods at home and enjoying the game and a cocktail or two. Um, but what I'm really interested in is our good friend's opinion on the Super Bowl. So, without further ado, let's bring on Chandler. All right. And welcome back, everybody, and I want to introduce our good friend, Chandler Brewer. How are you doing today, Chandler? I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah. So for everybody that don't know you, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Chandler is just strawed out. He's a big boy, and and I'm a big boy, <laughs> but I have to look up to Chandler, and that says something. He's a big guy. So why don't you tell everybody kind of who you are, what you do, and kind of where you're from and what you're doing now. Yeah, so Chandler Brewer. Uh, born and raised in Florence, Alabama. Um, just good old country boy, just small little community, grew up there. Um, then I uh, went to college at Middle Tennessee State, got to play football there four years, um, and then be able to 
lived my dream out in uh, the NFL. Uh, so went to the Los Angeles Rams in 2019. Uh, was there till last year, 2023. And then this year uh, was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, just recently signed back with them for this year. Well, that is awesome, man. And uh, I don't know, to be at, at such a young age and – and to be involved in all that, I've got to skip forward to a big question. What was it like being part of winning the Super Bowl? And, you know, being on the team because I felt like I lived through you a minute <laughs> on your Snapchats, you know, at the after party and stuff like that after y'all won the game. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah, man, I uh, – it was just overwhelming filming, just the uh, – all the hard work and everything that's put into that. Um, that's obviously your goal when you get to the NFL. You're like, man, we want to win a Super Bowl. And uh, just finally being able to get to that point and do it, it was uh, it was unreal, man. It just such an overwhelming feeling. And then when people talk about when you get one, you want another one bad, you do. So... <laughs> Well, I can only imagine. I know how it's like with a barbecue trophy. And, uh, I don't think that's the well, same. Well, no, I, I can't compare <laughs> it's not it. not the same. I can't compare it at all, you know, but I can imagine that feeling that you get from winning and that joy, oh, yeah. that's something that, that unless you're experiencing it, you can't buy it. And that's what a lot of people don't never get to experience that, you know, I guess is a yeah. better way of putting it. Yeah, it's just – it's just crazy how fast like time goes too. Like that's been two years ago, and this game is about to be played next weekend. And it's just like, man, it's getting away from me. But you just want to get back so fast. So every player is always trying to. That's for sure. I mean, for sure. So I have to ask, what was it like, you know, for you? Out, you know, going from college to the NFL, post draft, and all that kind of stuff. What was all that like? Uh, because I've never yeah. really talked to anybody that kind of went on to play football, you know, like what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, so I just – I was actually um, – I knew I had a chance to go after um, my senior year. Uh, didn't know if I'd get drafted or not. Obviously, I went undrafted. And so that kind of looks a little different than some guys that get drafted. Just not knowing what you're going to do. Um, the whole preparation before that's the same, but being actually called on the days of the drafts and stuff, um, just a little different just with you. Hey, we'd like to have you as a free agent, this and that. That's kind of how it goes. Um, but from the aspect of showing up at the same time, just as the draft guys, but it, uh, you know, all I wanted was a chance, man. And I got that and I've, uh, I've been able to, Hold on strong on into year six. So it's just crazy to think about, but uh, just fighting every day to stay in there. Well, and how how does all that really work? You say fighting to stay in there. I guess you guys are really competing day after day to see mm -hmm. who's going to do what and how it's going to play out. Yeah, I mean, every day there's a chance you could lose your job or get replaced by someone. Um, every year there's a turnover of, you know, new guys coming out of college, getting ready to go pro. And, you know, guys are getting older every year as well. So they're always looking to replace you um, and try to get somebody in there that 
Sage Younger or they have this aspect of them that's different than, say, mine. So it's just a constant battle of you just have to be able to just keep pushing through it and just work hard, man, and just just hope that everything lines up for you. So you being like like me from the country – and uh, how, what was the move like going to L.A.? Because I can remember you telling me you lived in an apartment out there that you never got a house or anything. So what was the – I've been to L.A. I've been fortunate enough to go out there once. What, what, how did you feel about it, like the vibe and the feel versus home? I just uh, – I remember landing, and it's the first time I'd ever been past um, Mississippi West. Uh, got out there, landed. I saw all the. I don't know why this stuck with me, but all the the roofs there didn't have the normal, you know, shingles here and all this. It was like tile roofs, and I was like, man, where am I at? <laughs> but it just like, <laughs> and everything was just bunched up together. There's no yards. There's no grass. Like it's just kind of nothing. I don't know. It just was all just. Not where I'm from. Yeah, I so know. it was definitely a culture shock for me. For sure. What was the – what was your welcome to the NFL moment then when you officially kind of got there? Yeah, this is pretty easy for me. Um, trying to be able to block Aaron Donald every day was uh, by far the welcome to the NFL <laughs> moment for me. He didn't try to run over you every day, did he? <laughs> Yes, he did. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Well, wow. So what was the adjustment like going from college to NFL? Was that a big adjustment or was it a little bit the same or just very different um, altogether? I would say it was it was a pretty big adjustment. Uh, for me at MTSU, we did play some SEC schools, stuff like that, for the speed of the game purpose of it. Um but just the whole preparation that goes into one game a week. Um, you know, you're not dealing with school. You're going into meetings from 7 a.m., you know, and you're done for the day about 5 or 6 p.m. So it's just kind of moving from that. You know, you're not doing class anymore. Like, football is your class. So all your meetings, your workouts, everything, that was the biggest difference for me. Um just really revolving football every day, all day, every day of the week. So, so how uh, that leads me into a question. You saying that I didn't realize that y'all. So five days a week, you're there from like seven to four thirty-five every day, like a normal job, working out, going to training meetings, play meetings. I'm assuming every practice, weightlifting, meals, everything right there every day. Yeah. So really, really, it's six out of the seven days of the week. So it's, uh, we get one off day and then, which is usually Tuesday where I've been. Um, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays are like your work days, like from, you know, seven to sometimes seven, you know, depending on what you got going on. Um, Fridays get out a little earlier, but Saturday short deal in the morning, and then, you know, if you're if you're away game, as soon as you're done with your stuff, you're getting on a flight going straight to that city. So it's really you're never getting a ton of time off except Tuesday. 
Wow. And that is if you don't go in and work out, retreatment, stuff like that. Yeah. So. How's your nerves like on a big game day? Well, I was fortunate enough to get my first start last year at Tampa Bay, and it uh, it was definitely something I can't explain. Just uh, knowing you're about to go out there and be, you know, put on a big stage and, you know, see how you do. And a lot of guys, like, we know we're in this profession and don't really think about the TV and, like, where the camera's at, stuff like that. It just kind of happens. But it definitely um, – when you know you're about to go out there and play, you know, National Football League, just like televised, big game, I mean, it gets them going. So, I, I bet it does. Um, what was it like being a part of a loaded team, um, you know, like it was at the Rams when it was loaded up with good players? Man, it was, it was good. Like every – I would say every guy we brought in, whether it was Odell, Vaughn, couple of those other guys like they fit our program they were just they just uh just great guys great teammates just everything was good or hard workers and when we brought those guys in we felt it you know and it uh it definitely took us to that next level and we made it happen and i'm sure i'm glad we did <laughs> yeah no doubt <laughs> well you know talking about we've talked about a bunch of football and you've always been a part of it. So growing up, and even now, what's some of your, if you're not playing football, what's some of the best football foods you like to eat? Uh, let's see. I am all about a good brisket, <laughs> good ribs. Um, I'll be honest with you, there ain't nothing I don't like. <laughs> Anything you can think of. I, hey, I tell people I didn't get this big for being picky. <laughs> So, uh, well, I know how that is as well. I don't, there's not very many things that I say, no, I'm really not into that. <laughs> I mean, for yeah, sure. It, uh, I mean, growing up, I mean, I remember just going over to my grandparents all the time. They lived across the road. And, you know, you're eating beans and cornbread, fat back, fried potato. I mean, it's just like my mom and papa, they always tell me, they're like, you know, we helped you get that big. You remember that? <laughs> I mean, well, it was definitely some cornbread and biscuits in this body here, too. And that's – I kind of grew up with my grandmother, and it, it's uh, – I tell Candace I would trade anything for another home-cooked meal from my grandmother. And I, I would I would no pay I would pay very, very dearly for it. I've had a lot of good food in my life in a lot of good places. But to sit at her dinner table again one more time, that's one reservation I would not hesitate on making. Yes, sir. I don't blame her. I, when I went to Florence, I guess it was two weekends ago, breakfast at my mom and papa's house. We had to make it happen. That's it. Well, have you uh, have you had any time to do any hunting in Arkansas this year? I have. So I uh, I just got back this past weekend. Um, did a, like a four day trip with some of my buddies from Florence, and it was uh, those last two days were great. Where did uh, y'all hunt over wind, Troy Nims? Y'all hunt over Troy Nims over there? Yeah, we were over that way, yep. I had you know that I have not been a single time to Arkansas this year. Not really? a single I bought a license and we've been so busy that I've not even on our hunting property, our deer hunting property that we have, 
uh, I've not sat in a deer stand all year either. We've just this year's been kind of really busy, and and it's I've let a lot of other people hunt and do things on our place, but it's it's uh, yeah, I never went duck hunting. I, <laughs> yeah, can't believe it. I, th- I no, think. I, uh, Sorry. No, I was just gonna say. I always think about the the one time that I actually met you in person over at the Duck Club was mm-hmm. the whole. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, Hold up, you <laughs> were there when, when Tracy, Tracy climbed was up in, in the, the attic, attic and got scared, and we thought you were gonna have to get uh, her down. You remember that? I was <laughs> that's there. why I I'm like that, yeah. every time. That's what I go back to because that's the the one time that I was there and met you in person, but. Yeah, we had a we had a maid. It was comical. I didn't know how that was gonna go. Well, you know, <laughs> very for everybody listening, we had a maid over at the Duck Club, and I don't remember what she was going in the attic for. It's like a pole barn type attic, and so she climbed up the ladder to go in, and then you had to you know stick your legs down to get on the ladder to come down. Going up, but not you a couldn't problem. see it. But she like, couldn't see it coming down. You just had to so have faith. I, I thought we were going to have to call the local fire department in. Or Chandler was, was going to have to go get her because he was it's, tall enough. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was. It was bad. We had some good laughs on Tracy that day, though. That was. That was. That was good. But yeah. since then, I think you've gotten married. You have a baby on the way. You're gonna have an April baby, right? I have. Yeah, little we have girl. an April baby. We have an April little girl. She'll be ours. Will be two in April. So oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be exciting, man. It's I always tell everybody it's the first girl on the brewer side in a long time. So it's uh, she's gonna be spoiled. Well, change your life. Being in April, you know what that means, right? That means she's gonna be a diamond baby. Yeah. Because that stone is a diamond that month. That means you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, I, I, me too. Yeah, I I'm in the same great, boat. Yep. You probably ain't looked at it like that. That's a diamond baby, so you got to take I care of it. I haven't, but thing. I'm sure my wife's gonna let me know that. <laughs> well, mine let me know real quick on that as well. Well, for sure. Well, you know, talking about hunting and talking about food and all that. Let's go back to this Super Bowl. Let's hear your thoughts on the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. I mean, both those teams are are great. San Fran's been great all year. Uh, Kansas City has gotten really hot here at the right time. And, uh, I mean, it's just – it's going to be good. I know it's going to be that rematch of 2018, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know uh, the Niners are going to be looking to have some revenge, I guess you can say. So, they want one, I'm sure. It uh, How surprised are you at the quarterback? Uh, he, 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 to me, has really, for his age – really just come alive with his skill set at his age. Um, For sure. I think he's a great player. I know there's a lot of talk on things of how the guys around him. I mean, the guys obviously around him are great players. And I think them being able to lead the way they are for him is making his job a lot easier. And obviously he's still got to do the things he's got to do. And he's obviously shown he can. It, it was surprising him running the ball like he was and, and uh, everything Sunday. He was want, definitely uh, wanting to be there. I will say that. He was putting everything he had into the game. So, I I, I got to respect him for that. I, you know, have watched some of the games this year, but he – that's a tough kid. <laughs> you keep yeah, he's uh, – he definitely – he makes plays stay alive, man. We've seen that and it just uh, – 
you can't beat you can't beat many people that have somebody like that doing that. So it's uh, you know, best of luck to them for that. So so who have you got in the game? What's your pick? Forty <laughs> ers or Chiefs? Ah, I just I stay around. I don't really pick anybody on that. I just watch a good football game. Yeah, so. it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to pick either one of those. Uh, both of them are good teams. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is going to be a good game. I'm, uh, you know, I think we were talking earlier. Is there a chance that Kelsey could propose this weekend? Oh God! <laughs> what do you think? Who knows at this point? Well, let me ask you this: You being in the NFL, you're really going to ask him that. I am. What do you think about the whole Taylor Swift? All the the everything she's kind of all the I guess I'm not going to call it marketing, but all the uh, spotlight that has been shined upon the sport more than it has been in the past years. That's true. What do you think? Yeah, about I mean, that? I get to ask this a lot. This guys asking how it is. I just. For me personally, doesn't bother me. It's whatever, whatever they want to do. You know, I mean, I know people are like, every time they score a touchdown, I go to her, or whatever, this and that. But I mean, great for him, you know. So <laughs> it just, uh, it's just one of those things that's kind of like, you know, it is what it is. And if they're going to use that, they're going to use it. So well, you know, maybe I'll make it to a Jacksonville game and they can pan over to me. Oh, please! You hey, there it. you go. I mean, I, we're we're hoping on a dream here, Chandler. I mean, damn. I mean, let's at least do, I am. Let's do it, man. Yeah, I'm always hoping on a dream, on a chance. Always. Well, uh, you know, tell us. Uh, you got any future plans? What's uh, anything going on? You got anything special down in Jacksonville or? Um, man, I don't. I just uh, just excited for the new season. Um, to get back down there and compete and try to make it another year and just, uh, you know, raise this little girl and this family. Um, that'll be cool, like, having that new aspect this year. Um, you know, and just be able to hunt fish when I can and, and see what happens. Well, man, if you get ready to break out and go turkey hunting, all you got to do is call me. Oh, I will uh, – <laughs> Turkey I guess the other thing with the April baby, you know, the turkey season is just uh, for me this year. But I'm going to try to do something, go around here to the house or something local. But so one, what can happen. one thing that is different, I mean, about you is that we haven't talked about. So you were diagnosed with non-Hodgkin lymphoma when you were in high school, correct? Uh, it was actually my senior year of college. Of college, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, did I see recently that you're you have some some cleats that you're doing with the American Cancer Society or something like that? Did yeah. So every year we do a uh, my calls my cleats, and uh, it's something to where you can go and send them off, and they get auctioned off for money to go to a great cause, whatever any guy that wants. Um, and I'm an ambassador for the American Cancer Society. But, uh, yeah, just speaking on that a little bit, senior year of college, uh, had a little lump come up on my left leg, thought it was a muscle knot just from football and training and uh, ended up growing pretty fast. Went and got it checked out, and uh, they got it out. Came back, told me I had, it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and I had another spot in my knee that 
they couldn't get to unless they like cut through my calf and the bottom of my hamstring and all that. And I was like, ah, rather not do that. This is pretty tough timing, but I was willing to do it if it had to happen. And then, uh, we did remission for, I think it was seven weeks, five days a week, um, every day during the season. So I was going to class in the morning, remission, or sorry, radiation, radiation. and then going to practice. So I just kind of kept my everyday routine to keep myself positive and not thinking about it. Um, and they got put in remission that January after that. And uh, we've been clear ever since. That's so. good. Well, that's good to know. Very good. Oh, yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can kind of find you at on socials if you want them to find you and follow you online <laughs> and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't mind if uh, I think my Instagram handle is bigbrew73. And then I'm on Facebook, Chandler Brewer, but I don't have Twitter or anything. We're not going to give out else. your Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's personal like uh, me. I don't I don't give that out to everybody. <laughs> everybody don't have that. Well, look, Chandler, man, I really appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule to come on with us and have a little chat uh, about the Super Bowl and the game and just about you in general. Uh, because, man, uh, we hit it off kind of one of the first times we met. and uh, Sure. You got an open invite, man. Anytime you want to come turkey hunting, you just shout at me and let me know. Man, I appreciate you, Heath. Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, yeah. When you get ready for more season, just shout at me. <laughs> hey, I sure will, man. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thank you very much. I appreciate All right, it. All right, y'all take it easy. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Cue podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep shooting the cue.